Fee and Bao. I'm Fee. And I'm Bao. And today we are diving into one of my favorite rom-coms, She's a Man. And we have some special guests joining us today. Yes. They are from across... Uh, All from the way across the from the pond. Pond. <laughs> I was too confused. <laughs> Unknown location. (laughs) And they are called Ripping on Bodice Rippers. So guys, would you like to do us the honors? Um, Let us know a little bit about yourselves and let us know your favorite, your top three or five rom-coms. Okay. Welcome, Kim and Jenny. Hi. And I'm I'm Kim. Uh, So we started this podcast because uh, we were roommates in university or college, as Americans say it. Um, And we both realized that we're both English majors and we love romance novels. But then we're like similarly also ashamed to admit to other people that we love romance novels. No, I mean, you're talking to two women that have a rom-com podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we were just talking and we were like, well, why are we so ashamed of it? And it's just that stigma of like, right. oh, it's not real literature. And why is it not real literature? Because it centers, normally it centers around women yeah. and it's marketed f- towards women. Uh, so I was just like, Jenny, yeah. do you want to just talk like we normally talk, but record it <laughs> and publish it on the internet? <laughs> what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, we already talked for like we already talked for like hours at a time, and eventually it was like, well, this is content right now that we're doing, but no one's actually hearing it, and like we're actually having important conversations, yeah. but it's just like us two in our living room, being like, yeah. yes, and this, but and I this. yeah, and I think yeah. our other, <laughs> I think our other two roommates were a bit tired of like, listening yeah. to us. Yeah. They're like, we don't read. But I totally get that, yeah. Like, just the analysis of, like, books and characters. Like, I love doing that. And, like, it's just so Mm -hmm. fun when you find someone else doing that, I think. Um, But that's why I think we do this podcast as well. Like, um, yeah, moving on to your favorite rom-coms. If you guys want... If you have one or, like... I have a top three. I feel like Jenny might... I do. That's correct. (laughs) So why don't you go first, Jen? Oh, okay. Um... So, well, actually, we were just talking about this yesterday. Kim and I were hanging out, and I was like, after we watched She's the Man, I was like, have you seen She's All That? And Kim has never seen She's All That. It's a 1999 rom-com. Well, anyways, it's like a classic, um, you know, jock reforms, like a, a dweeb, essentially, like a geek, and hopes of trying to get her the prom coming queen, or homecoming Mm -hmm. homecoming queen um for a bet and they fall in love in the process it's just super 90s feeling and um it's definitely like a comfort movie because when i'm watching it it's like Mm. i know parts of this are bad and it's like i love it i was like showing him all these clips and i could tell she's like what yeah. the hell is this yeah. well, I will say I got it it's just like the clips that we saw which is really terrible VHS quality that people have like mm-hmm. recorded so I was just like why is everything fuzzy oh, you can't right, tell what's yeah. going on and then my next one is 13 going on 30 have y'all seen that mm-hmm. yes love young Mark Go Ruffalo Oh my gosh, she loves she loves Mark Ruffalo. As you should, exactly. She loves Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh my, 
go for it, Jenny. No, I do like him. I wouldn't say love. I wouldn't say like I do like him. I do like him. Jenny showed um showed me thirteen going on thirty for the yeah. first time and my mind was blown. I was just like, I, oh, have I we done it? Those. I don't think we've done it. But like Yeah. He like this one dialogue no, he says it's and on you're on just like, Oh my god, Mark Buffalo. Wow. Like It's also god, just like so, so heartbreaking, like that she loves him so yeah. much and he's like, I also love you, but so much time has passed. It's so get her getting that like second chance again is it's really great. Mm. Um, and then yeah. rounding it out, I have one I just recently watched like literally two weeks ago, and I can't believe it took me so long. But Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, Fantastic. wow, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. <gasps> both young Hugh Grant and yes. Colin Firth in that movie. Yeah, it's like oh god, hello. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Hugh Grant, I think is in. Like I, I said this last time as well. He's in his prime in that movie, and you're just like, mm. you see the appeal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then last yeah. thing is um, Ten Things I Hate About You. I think that's also one of my go-to. <gasps> yes. Same. Same. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's also really sad every time you watch it. That's cute. Like, oh, that's a cute one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's so um, cute in that movie, and I'm just like, he's oh my so god, cute in that yeah. movie. when he does the whole singing he thing. Is. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. uh huh. I'm like, let I, me just, just rewind that, that scene. and watch and it he's again. Like on the yeah, so from the they don't make him like that anymore. No. <laughs> I don't know any boy who would do that. <laughs> so those are my five. <laughs> okay, Kim. So, lot a lot of our list overlaps. No surprise to me because mm-hmm. <laughs> Jenny and I are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my first has to be to all the boys I've loved before. <gasps> very good. This mm-hmm. one. Ah! We did that. We did we that very. Did recently. that like yeah a few like two episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. I will see. I like the second one. I like John Ambrose. I've said. This oh my god. I agree. Well. I agree wholeheartedly. John Ambrose is so top tier. I, yeah, so like here. that character is so I mean, well written. And Jordan yeah. Fisher, a cutie. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. A cutie but I think it's my favorite just because Lara Jean is so wholesome. Yeah, and so like She's I've so cute, never yeah. seen a rom com where the pro tag is just so like secure mm-hmm. in like taking it very slow and she's yeah. like she's not the most popular but she's also like fine with that yeah yeah whereas a lot of the other ones it's like the goal is to be more popular yeah oh. there's not a chase i i get what you mean mm-hmm. there's not a chase for anything like not a chase for a guy not a chase for popularity it's just she's like content with who she is as a, yeah mm-hmm. i love her i love like mm-hmm. La, lana condo in real life yeah oh she's amazing yeah. uh all right so my second is bridget jones diary mm-hmm. Wow. I love Colin Firth. Yeah. I, I love him, Colin Firth. So I do too. Obsessed I like with him. Colin Firth. Yeah. I mean, the BBC Pride and Prejudice. I was Ugh. just going to ask, have you, yeah, is that your favorite as well? Yeah. That is my favorite. Yes. Oh, he's really good in that. I do. I will give you that. Yeah. He's like really nice. I mean, Very the lake scene, person. permanently just etched behind my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, again, like that was like a lot of people's sexual awakening like yeah. in the UK for sure like we got we got, we were we were shown that movie in English class like in English literature no. oh wow. yeah we what were was in, I was. In, was this in secondary school yeah we were doing Pride and Prejudice oh, so secondary oh, is like oh the book yes high school. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah 
And they were like, and because our teacher was obsessed with Colin Firth, and she was like, Oh my god! Oh, let's for like a lesson watch. And I was just like, Who is Colin Firth? And then I, <laughs> right. I knew after the movie. Yeah, and afterwards you're like, That's, that's Colin who Firth. he is. <laughs> All right, and I my number three, mm. my number three is Princess Diaries two. Mm. Oh, okay. controversial. Oh, okay. Right. I love, and Jenny knows this, I love the good old enemies to lover trope. Mm, I think that I was one of my well, very yeah. first mm. ones. The tension was so great. The closet scene. I was I was too young to know what sexual tension was, but <laughs> I felt it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, sure. I don't know what this emotion is in me, mm-hmm. but I like it. And Genovia, guys. Like, who wouldn't want to live in Genovia? I mean, I bet Genovia doesn't have all the issues the United States no. has right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. COVID properly. COVID. COVID yeah. so well. Gone. Jenny, don't move to New York. Move to Genovia. Move that's, to Genovia. Uh, Let's just all move to Genovia and we could do like a combination just, just podcast show. Just princesses in Genovia. <laughs> be so easy. Yeah. Oh all right. God. And my last one on the list is 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, of course. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really good list, guys. Like, yeah, I, like I love those. Covered, yeah. yeah, covered a lot of generations. I feel mm-hmm. like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I think we can move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To so, yeah, yeah, summary. I'll get straight into the movie summary just to let our um, our listeners know what we're um, we're diving into. Okay, so uh, she's the man is a two thousand and six teen rom-com inspired by William Shakespeare's play Twelfth Night. Um, when Viola Hastings High School Cornwall cuts the girls soccer team, she comes up with a scheme to prove that girls can play just as well as boys. She decides to pose as her twin brother Sebastian when he goes to London to perform with his band. She takes his place at a new boarding school, Illyria Academy, for two weeks and plans to play in Illyria's upcoming game against Cornwall. In the midst of all of this, she falls in love with her roommate, Duke. But Duke likes Olivia, and Olivia has fallen for who she believes to be Sebastian. Viola's twin returns from London sooner than expected, and has no idea that his sister has been pretending to be him. A very complicated movie. I have a question. Do they actually even look alike? Like I can see it from a really bad, like far distance. Like probably like she was a hundred meters away. I think it was just the haircut. I think it was just the haircut, and they both have like round faces. But Mm -hmm. that's it. That was our question as well. Is especially at that end scene where he was like in the middle of a soccer game for no reason. I was just like, how did his teammate not see that that is an entirely different person? They're probably right? like different heights. Too. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because he's so much taller than her. So yeah, I don't know. But I think Amanda Bynes is like quite tall. I think she's like five eight or five nine. Oh. Oh really? I think I'm not sure. But compared but I think to she him, is quite tall. Even when they were still next probably to each like, other, he yeah. was like quite significantly taller than her. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, wouldn't someone just like know and like be like, oh, not in that's movie not land. The guy. Not in movie now. Yeah. We ignore such things. That's in the movie whole land. movie. <laughs> the yeah. other thing is, Jenny found a pretty big plot hole. Yeah. It was really annoying me. I was like, 
technically Sebastian's in school, but Viola's not going to school. Like, that's what, yeah. Oh, yes. Not I used to about, be like, like, why are they not doing that? Yeah. Right. Like, her attendance record. Her attendance record is shit. <laughs> she has disappeared essentially for two weeks. Like, yeah. I know the parents aren't figuring it out because they just think she's living in, like, the other one's house. Mm-hmm. But the school must be like, yeah. where are you? Yeah, like, calling the parents. Where is she? We don't know. <laughs> also, what kind of co-parenting relationship is this where they, like, right? don't communicate with each other and be like, oh, by the way, I don't have, like, neither of them are living at my house. Yeah. Like, yes. what? Like, they could, well, in the like, end, they asked for each other's number, and I was like, "You should have had that this whole time." I know. You, you co-parent <laughs> two children. He's like, "Oh, here's my I, email I just, address," and she's like, "Here's my." I number. know. <laughs> like what? Like these kids could actually go and get away with murder, like yeah. if they tried, mm-hmm. like because yeah. the parents don't give a shit. Like, I mean, like was Sebastian I, I, really playing his music, or was he doing oh, something right. else? Yeah, You'll exactly. never know. Exactly. Maybe he was like cry, like running a crime ring, like around the whole world. <laughs> We just like we just all were like yeah he's just going and playing music. We never see anything about him actually. We no, literally yeah, see no. the whole film. We literally see him for about five ten minutes and that's it. And he does yeah. nothing. Yeah, he he does. Yeah, he just brings he the cheese. He he just think... brings the cheese with the invitation and that's it. That was literally his role. <laughs> I think it's so funny though that he just like went along with the soccer game thing, just didn't say anything. They're like, let's paint your face. Oh, okay. Where's the uniform? Like when Olivia okay. kissed him, like he was just like, okay, this girl's just this rando girl who's just kissing me. I'm just gonna fall in love with her and like go to the debutante ball. And I'm like, she could be like a psycho, like Monique. And Honestly, just, this is why right. you get trapped, Sebastian. Like the women you date are your problem. Right. <laughs> like right. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Have you guys? Uh, have you guys read Twelfth Night? That's the one play I haven't done. I did yeah. that in okay. secondary school, like when I was quite young. So I did that, mm-hmm. um, and we had to do like a drama. We had to like get in groups and do like a drama for it. Oh, <laughs> we that's did that for so Midsummer's fun. Night. Yeah, and I love Midsummer's Night. I think that's. I love Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did yeah. that in. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. they they start Shakespeare with us really young, like. You're around 13, I think, when you start Shakespeare. Because mm-hmm. I remember I did Romeo and Juliet when I was 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And then we did wow. Midsummer's because that's like older themes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twelfth Night is the actual only one I like we haven't done. We've done, because uh, there's another movie as well. Um, oh, so 10 Things I Hate About You, which mm-hmm. is Taming of the Shoe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I had to write like copious amounts of essays on that and I literally know it like the back of my hand so every time uh, now after I watch 10 things I hate about you I'm just like yeah that's like so similar blah 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 it's just so yeah I only ask because I was talking to Jenny about this is that this is my favorite niche of movie is like modern adaptations uh, of, same. Uh, yeah. of classics uh, yeah so um she's all that is also based off of um Pygmalion Mm-hmm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and there was one more. Oh, from Prada to Nada is actually a Jane Austen adaptation. Of, oh, I haven't um, seen yes. that one. Oh. It's very bad. I've heard. It's oh, very oh, okay. bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, Emma, they do that every like mm-hmm. few years, which is like, oh can gosh. we stop now? Can we stop doing Emma? <laughs> um, yeah, well, other... but I, I want, I want to bring this back. I want to bring this trend back so bad. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through kind of like the logistics and like the info 
behind the movie. Um, so obviously, we know it's a 2006 American rom-com um, directed by Andy Fickman. And I think he's done movies like The Game Plan with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the little girl Madison oh something. Madison. Oh. I forgot about that movie yeah. until she you was mentioned a Disney, it. I used she, to love that. She was a Disney child, wasn't she? She was in Corey, Corey in the House. She was in Corey's in the House. Corey in the House. And she was like the president. She was like the president's daughter oh, or something. She, yeah, she was like really yeah. sassy and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he's done Race to Witch Mountain, Paul Blart, Playing with Fire. Um, I think most recently he's done The Crew um, on Netflix. Um the screenplay was written by Karen McCullough Lutz and Kirsten Smith and they're kind of like screenwriting partners so they did Legally Blonde um, oh. and Ella Enchanted which I don't oh. think I've watched oh my gosh two of I our love, faves I, I think that's with, um, that's with um, Anne, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway isn't it yeah mm-hmm. 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 I don't think I've watched that yeah I, I think that's seen, the one I, I haven't I've been able to watch I've just seen a clip yeah I've just seen a clip yeah. of it I'm not sure if people who are only watching it like after their childhood moments would love it right because yeah i think i deeply love it because of the nostalgia but mm. there is like yeah. very bad cgi throughout the entire stuff it's like <laughs> you can't like it for the production value yeah i do think that this movie that i think ella enchanted is a like i know it's definitely a more u.s like it has a large viewership because mm. when i mention to people here they're like oh, okay like we do you mean princess diaries and like no one right. has ever heard of this movie, so I don't know if it's like if it if it was just kind of released like majorly mm. in the US and like not like I guess a small release in the UK. I don't know because I I know that it's like definitely like not a British thing. I don't know that if that many people have watched it here, so I don't know if that because um it is really, like really widely appreciated in the US and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. I think it was on TV in the US a lot more. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. yeah, probably then. We had Enchanted on a lot, like the one with Amy Adams on. Sure. Um, yeah, so I, as Belle mentioned, it was based on Twelfth Night, which, I mean, I think I have like a fact about and I'll kind of summarize it for the listeners that haven't read that or whatever later on. Um, but yeah, uh, produced by Lawrence Shula Donner, Tom Rosenberg, Gary Lucchesi. Lucchesi, I think that's one of them. Those are right. Cinematography by Greg Gardiner. Um, music by Nathan Wang, of course. Two thousands music is like my favorite, and this soundtrack was banging as well. Let's, yeah. Um, uh, production production companies by DreamWorks Pictures, um, Lakeshore Entertainment, and it was made on a budget of twenty million dollars. That is, yeah, crazy. Uh, but it only kind of raked in around fifty-seven point two million dollars. So it was. I guess a moderate success around that time, yeah. When you say it's crazy, do you mean it's a big budget or a small budget? Because I see that as like small. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a okay. that's a small budget. But then I think about how much it made as well. So I think it's like, I mean, I guess it kind of broke even. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, it was a more of a teen, I guess, rom com, right? So I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think about that as well, it's, it's not really classified as one of those major ones at the right. time. Yeah, I probably it's probably like made a lot more money in recent years with like streaming deals and for sure renting it and everything. But it probably like broke even at the time, I think, and then yeah, it's gaining back slowly. 
All right, I'll just jump into the cast. Um, I won't um go through everyone, just the main, just the main cast. Um, so we've got, of course, our leading lady, um, played um played by Amanda mm-hmm. Bynes, and she, um, she stars as Viola. We've also got Channing Tatum mm-hmm. as Duke, um, who who plays Viola's love interest. And we've got Laura, <laughs> Laura Ramsey as mm-hmm. Olivia, oh, and Olivia, she plays Sebastian's love interest. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So Olivia plays <laughs> Sebastian's love interest, but Sebastian is really Viola. <laughs> and then we've got um Alec um Alex Bren- yeah. Brenkenridge as Monique um Monique, who is um Sebastian's girlfriend slash ex girlfriend. Um, we've got James Kirk as Sebastian, who is Viola's twin brother. We've also got Robert Hoffman as um Justin Drayton. Who is um, Viola's ex-boyfriend? And I he's think in an he's, episode I, of Grey's. I'm sure I've seen him on Wild and Out. That's all I know. I feel like I, I have and seen he's in him Step on Up Wild too. Yeah. Oh. oh wait, is he? Oh yeah, he is. In st- oh, and Channing Tatum is. Isn't Channing Tatum in Step Up too? That full or is circle. he not in Step Up too? <laughs> he comes in two briefly, but in one he's actually the I've main guy, but in two he like. <laughs> Comes That's why like, I asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Step Up One is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. And then uh, we have yeah. Vinnie Jones, obviously, as Coach He's Dinklage, so who I loved. I loved Vinnie Jones. <laughs> now that we've my favorite bit in this whole movie is when she's dancing on him. <laughs> yes, just like yes, he just comes up and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> she does so much embarrassing stuff. I'm like, "Oh, Viola, stop!" <laughs> that whole dancing montage is the thing that makes me like laugh out loud. I love that bit. It's just like every time I watch it, it's just hilarious. Oh. Um, and then we've um, moving on. We've got David Cross, who um, who plays um, Principal mm-hmm. um, Principal Gold, and I can't. I've se- I know he's like <laughs> he's like such a weirdo. The wig part. <laughs> he's like borderline pedophile, and like I don't know if anyone else feels this like, but like, do you think? I agree. Yeah. Oh. There was yeah. Like, what? I just thought he was a weirdo. Like. <laughs> She's like scratching her head, and he comes up to her. And he's like, she, "I can't remember what her reason is." He's like, "No, you've got male pattern balls." Like, okay, you like want to make this kid like more like seem at home, whatever. But like the personal space, like there's a thing called that, and like he's like literally right in his vicinity. And I'm like, "Welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome." I would throw an egg at him. I would like <laughs> do something or like <laughs> hose him with water if he did that to me. It's like, shoo, go away. Just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Pepper like spray a him. Gun. Yeah, one of those Nerf guns at him. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, he's also, um, oh, and then we've got um, Julie Haggerty, um, who plays Daphne and Viola and Sebastian's mum. We've got um, their dad played by... She's also, like, weird-ass. Like, she's, like, crazy. I she's don't like, know what she is. She's like, you broke up with Justin. That part was so strange. And then when he all said, like, well, you should date him. And she's like, huh, I just might. <laughs> she, like, thinks 
curse about it for a minute. I'm like, yeah, he's literally a minor. You can't. Like, oh no, I couldn't. <laughs> and then um, we've got um, their dad played by John Piper Ferguson, who plays Roger Hastings. And um, finally, we've got Brandon J. Um, mm-hmm. McLaren. Um, who plays Toby, one of Duke's friends. And I actually recognize him as Whoa. a Red Power Ranger on Nickelodeon. No He's way. one of the Power Rangers. He did. He was one of the Red what? He was a Red Power Ranger on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I thought Power Rangers no, have their like body. masks on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, okay. What? Yep. Like, you're the ranger. <laughs> Black ranger. Yeah, you're so right. Pink ranger. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. The fact that Belle is like, uh, I don't know what. An I love Power Rangers. I was always, I was always <laughs> pink or yellow. I was always a pink well, his character Toby has a love interest, Eunice, oh, but... who's played by Emily Perkins. I can't relate. And I was watching this, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Who yes. is she? She looks so familiar." That we like, yes. him and I were watching this yes. together. We paused it, and Emily Perkins uh... also plays one of the stepsisters in another Cinderella story with Selena <gasps> yes, Gomez. Yes, I was just gonna say, yeah, and it's like yeah, the same exact yeah, yeah, yeah. character type. Where she's like, "Hi." <laughs> She's like breathing heavy. Embraces, also in braces. Yeah. And I was just telling Jenny, I was just like, does she just permanently have those on or do they just look yeah, at that? And just like, we need a freaky and go, yeah, like, we she need needs freaky, braces. Like, desperate here. woman. Braces. Um, yeah, here. Like, I feel bad that she's been mm-hmm. like typecasted as, as that person in Hollywood. Yeah. But I gotta say, I think Eunice was my favorite character of this movie. <laughs> she has the best lines I'm not gonna lie do like... you like cheese <laughs> oh no no that's when she's talking to oh you. maybe yeah that is and she's like oh my oh that's it yeah <laughs> yes oh my god Jenny like <laughs> yes. one point like nailed the voice as well wow <laughs> I'll just be Eunice for the rest of the episode oh my god <laughs> oh my god Eunice uh, like as well as like just side characters <laughs> I feel like so funny um, okay, so there's quite a few facts, but I'm just going to kind of na- like go through the ones that I found really interesting. Um, so I'm going to touch upon the whole Twelfth Night summary, I guess. Um, so as we know, that it's based loosely on William Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, um, or what you will. Um, the school is called um, Illyria, which is the name of the country where the play takes place. Duke Orsino's character is based on Orsino, who is a duke. Duke's friends are, uh, are named Toby and Andrew in the play. Toby is Olivia's uncle and Andrew is one of the suitors. Um, however, in the play, Vi- uh, Viola is not impersonating her brother in particular, just a man, and she calls herself Cesario, um, which is the name of the restaurant in the whole that pizzeria thing um, where Sebastian breaks up with Monique and whatever. Um and I think so I kind of it's coming back to me um is there like a tutor involved involved in the play where like she learns she learns something or or whatever and like or am I getting that I remember it being like she crash landed so the twins crash like they they were on a ship and then it crashed and then she washed ashore on Illyria 
and then I think oh, in order okay. to survive, because she was like, shit, I'm a woman, and I'm alone and defenseless, so as a survival thing, she um, pretended to be a man, and I don't remember exactly right. how she met and like, got involved with Duke Orsino, but essentially she acted as like the... Um, like a love tutor for Orsino. Like, it's very much like the movie where the right. dude was like, oh, I'm in love with okay. this girl and she doesn't give a shit. And Viola, using her, like, secret feminine wiles, was like, oh, I can get her. I can, like, help you with that. Oh, Yeah, okay. and then in the okay. process, no, she fell sense. in love with yeah. the Duke and then that whole thing, like, similar to the movie. Yeah. I cannot remember anything yeah. about Twelfth Night. <laughs> I nev- I've I never read yeah, it. Yeah, I, so. I guess I've yeah. got... Mm. Yeah, same, so... Um, I think I'm confusing it with Timing of the Shoe, actually, now that I think about it. Because that's where, like, uh, yeah. one of the mm-hmm. characters is, like, high like high as a tutor and yes. stuff, and then mm-hmm. they, like, basically pursue, like, her and right. whatever. Um, but moving on. Um, uh, so we wouldn't have seen um, Channing Tatum in this movie um, because the producers of this film initially wanted Jesse McCartney oh, to play the role weird. of Oh my god mm. Jesse McCartney man brings wow. me back I that, he was like one of my first crush I love that love song Jesse that he's, he does a song beautiful he, soul um, I can't beautiful if, soul I don't know pretty things yeah it's a, Everybody! The radio right now. He looks so different now. Ah, uh, literally, right. he looks so different. I just now. recently watched like a YouTube video with him where he was like recapping his career, and everyone was like. Yeah, I was like, that everyone too. Yeah, said I looked so different, but I actually like had to gain weight for a role, and oh. that's why I looked like that. And everyone was like, "Ew, you're you don't look cute. Oh. You're going, you're not." <laughs> no. Like, shut up! Jeez. Don't say that to Jesse McCartney. <laughs> I will come for you. Knife in hand. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Knife in hand. Anyways, Jesse McCartney was prime oh. time Disney Channel like heartthrob. Jesse McCartney um, as the le- as one of the leads. I just can't imagine that at all. No. He so, has a yeah. Sebastian haircut. He has so a not Sebastian Duke's haircut. character. Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they wanted him to play Sebastian, not Duke. Oh, I think oh. I just want to make that clear. Um, because he ca- kind of looks like Amanda yeah. Bynes. Um, but I think he was oh. like not available. So they did they cast James Interesting. Kirk instead. Um uh, and apparently, uh, I think Channing Tatum wasn't going to get the role, but like Amanda Bynes, I think convinced yeah. the producers to give him the role because she I think she, she apparently Ooh. saw um, she apparently so saw him in a Mountain View commercial, and she was like, "Girls are going to go crazy for him." So then she yeah. like, pitched him. Yeah, because this is the right. first thing first he's movie, in. Yeah. yeah, he's like yeah, and like the same year, Step Up comes out. Yeah, and, and then everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Amanda Bynes is right. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. God bless Amanda Bynes. Like, yeah. she kind of she makes really it did. Um, she really did. Um, I think that's about it. Um, I think they also thought he was too too old. A lot he of was, it... like pretty. He was a, a bit older than the like the rest of the cast because I think he's like mm. six years older than her. So I think they would have been about twenty, and he was twenty six oh. at the time. So I think 
the producers were a bit oh. like, Ooh, we don't know. Oh. Yeah, oh. so I think that's a bit, mm, yeah. Yeah, that is a bit odd. Wow, so the well, producers glad, were actually... I'm glad she was, like, 20, and it wasn't like she was 16 yeah. doing this movie yeah. or something. It wasn't, like, yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think that was the case in, um, what's that movie with Hilary Duff? Oh, Duff's the guy... And... Um, a Cinderella story. Oh, it was with yeah. another Cinderella story. And oh, Chad, Chad Michael. Ma- yeah. Yeah, another yeah, Cinderella cause... story. Because Selena Gomez yeah. was also a minor mm-hmm. and could not kiss the lead. Right. Mm. She was like 16 and the 26. guy was like oh 20 something. Yeah. It's gross. Strange. Yeah. I think that was more PG than the Hilary Duff yeah, one. Yeah, it was. Because mm-hmm. I know the Hilary Duff one is like full on and mm-hmm. like, well, I remember that came out. 2005? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. After after Lizzie McGuire ended, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for the well, facts. There's not we a have a we have a fun fact. Is oh yeah, go for in it. The, in the beginning, when she was playing soccer and they were talking about college, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get the scholarship and I'm gonna wear Carolina blue next year." Yes. And we went to UNC. Yeah. Oh! Oh, oh wow! God. We are Carolina oh alums. That's amazing. That. That's so cool. She's like, she's like, I'm gonna be a Tar Heel, and we like, we were like, what? <laughs> that's us. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so cool. Yes, this exactly. episode was meant to be. But just... we've never picked up on that before. Like I've seen this yeah, movie. Yeah, no, we really didn't. Never oh, made it. Amazing. <laughs> oh, love him. Um, yeah, I think we can move on yes. to the questions now. Um, if you guys. Uh, I mean, we can go into that later on. Yeah, but um, Belle, do you want to start? Yeah. So, ladies, how do we feel? Um, how do we feel about the female relationships? How were they portrayed? Not great. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, there but, we go. Yeah. So Jenny and I was saying, I was just like, oh, this like specific brand of two thousands feminism where it's just like girls are just as good as boys, but also not girls that wear makeup mm-hmm. or dresses or heels. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the specific subsect of girls mm-hmm. that are better than boys. Right. Like yeah. because Viola right. is interested in something traditionally masculine like sports, then it's like she deserves to get an equal opportunity. But it's like we never hear about Olivia at all like what she wants to do or Monique for that matter who just constantly gets broken up with this whole entire movie um and then you essentially like Sebastian well Viola as Sebastian and Olivia are friends but then Mm -hmm. like in the the scene when they're in the bathroom at the debutante thing it's like Mm -hmm. a little tense Mm -hmm. and we're Kim and I were both like don't do this Viola like you know Olivia's actually a good person there's no reason to be like oh well like I've heard that you're going out with Duke Orsino and you yeah. shouldn't do that and like all this stuff is just like a, a bit too manipulative for me yeah yeah I feel like what is I, I didn't like that instinct I guess watching it back is just like oh okay if like if the person that you like you know likes another girl you have to go right. and take her down like I think that again that was such a 2000s yeah. trope and I like kind of disliked the way that she kind of went up and like was literally had like a kind of fighting energy and this body language where she literally just wanted to like beat her up and like take her down which is just yeah it's just I mean thinking back I think we were just like oh yeah like I would totally do that but like now I'm just like uh like Olivia you're the psycho in this whole thing and like I love how we're blaming Monique and making her the psycho but like 
sorry not Viola. Olivia sorry yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Viola mm-hmm. like is a real psycho and like what <laughs> yeah all Monique is doing is like she's trying to talk to her boyfriend who's constantly ignoring her and then she gets like kind of brutally broken up with at this pizza shop yeah yeah Sebastian's yeah. fucked up like I'm I'm like I'm not team Sebastian <laughs> like he's yeah I think we're also just told that she's like a psycho like we don't see right. what she, like what she's done that's kind of made her this i i mean just to add to that it's there's a line that sebastian says at the beginning when um you know when viola's coming home and she's got the hoodie on and monique stops her and then when viola goes upstairs and she says to him oh what and she says something like why well why do you even date her and he's like oh because she's she's hot and um it's it's a guy thing but she's and and monique the whole time is supposed to be the villain and then he's talking about her like this and i was like oh my gosh like i didn't pick up on this like when i you know you know when you're younger you just don't pick up on things like this and now i was just like yeah you're just like yeah monique is crazy oh bless you well oh bless you i did um i was just saying like if my boyfriend straight up left the country and I had to hear it from his twin sister and then actually didn't hear it from his twin sister. He just disappeared. I would be driven crazy yes, as mm-hmm. well. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Sebastian yeah. is a real problem. I also not wonder if guys. she's supposed to be, yeah. like, villainous because she's sexual. Like, the first time we see her, mm. she has, like, her top pulled down. You see, right. like, her bra and everything. And I wonder if that's, like, a signifier that she's bad because in the same mm. scene, Viola's, like, totally covered up. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Viola's the one we're rooting for. And Monique, who mm-hmm. shows her body too much, is, is the bad person. Yeah, I think that's so true because, like, when we, th- when we talk about the whole debutante scene and it's like her mom is telling kind of Viola to be like mm-hmm. Monique and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, why can't you be, literally, why can't you be more like her? And obviously I think that's the thing that that kind of image and that kind of, being the act of being demure and being so ladylike is what um, Viola is trying to detach, mm-hmm. you know, from that whole narrative of that lifestyle. And I think that that just kind of further um, adds to her, like, I guess, penten- like against against Monique and, and gives her another reason to right. be, like, spiteful and hateful towards mm-hmm. her because she's this figure of something that, Viola can't be and doesn't want to be I right think. and that's kind of intimidating I guess in certain in, in certain ways um which is so interesting like now that we are like guess mm-hmm. like talking about it because like I feel like the times that I've watched this movie as a comfort it completely glosses over because we just yeah we we just are told that she's crazy but we never actually have seen like what she does and what what actions you know kind of um kind of make her crazy i don't know and it's also like a man mm-hmm. thing like you just call a woman crazy and people will believe it and i'm just right. like that's just, just right a, also well yeah because jenny pointed out after yeah. viola who was being sebastian at the time really brutally dumped her in the middle of the pizza parlor mm-hmm. everyone cheered yeah. yes like everyone clapped the way she said it is oh she's like you're crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and then everyone clapped and it was like why are strangers just yeah. immediately on his side you know like on his side oh and, yeah uh, right. oh go on go on oh Jenny. thank you uh sorry but um i was going to say off of off of fee's point that like Monique is exhibiting this like stereotypical lady like 
darkness that Viola doesn't want to be. But then on the flip mm-hmm. side, in a in a secondary character like Olivia, who's also supposed to be ladylike and demure and just this like stereotypically feminine character, it's like good. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see like to be a protagonist, mm. you can't be like that. But then to be a love interest, you can be. Mm. You know, like both yeah. her and Duke kind of like fit this like stereotypically like masculine and feminine gender roles to a T and that's okay but like it's not okay if Monique wants to just fit into that Mm -hmm. such a strange little um, conundrum the movie like got itself into yeah yeah I think it also goes back to like where we we were just talking about it and it was like everyone because everyone brands Monique it's not good to be her but because everyone brands uh, Olivia is like oh like she's so sweet she's so innocent like it's okay to be her because mm. she is those things and that's what she thinks Duke is mm. like in love with and like falls in love with basically um, yeah which is like super interesting um, Belle did you have anything to add? To add to Kim's point um, she yeah she after the events that happen at um, Cesario's where Monique's just been dumped the next day at school, um, Sebastian is like getting like a pat on the back, and like everyone's like cheering for him, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He's literally done the most horrible thing, and and also, just to add to that, Duke Duke obviously sees us, and he's like, oh, so Sebastian, he's like, oh, he's the man, but mm-hmm. then Duke also has a problem with Sebastian like talking sexually about girls. He's like. Oh, don't yeah. talk about girls like that. But at the same time, he sees this whole thing and he's like, you're the man. And I thought that was so contradictory. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's like in the moment of, I will say, having Kia and Yvonne like show up and pretend to be mm-hmm. Viola as Sebastian's <laughs> exes is really fun. Because um, it's like obviously just like a whole bunch of acting and they can just like go all out with it. But mm. the guy's reactions being like, wow Sebastian is cool now it's like uh, yeah he like gets chicks so then that makes him cool mm-hmm. but right. then if he talks about women a certain way all of a sudden he's not cool and the only difference is that in one of the contexts the first one it's a social situation where it's like you're with other guys and then once Duke's alone he's mm-hmm. like hey don't do that and it's like mm-hmm. is Duke a feminist when he's only alone <laughs> and then he he switches but, but then it's interesting jenny because um then he has that heart to heart with viola obviously as sebastian then right after he says but don't tell anyone like if you tell anyone I'll right. your butt or something. so it's kind of like he doesn't yeah. want people to know that he is that he 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 is a decent guy right like to yeah. be sensitive and vulnerable is to be opposite of masculine in this movie right so then in exactly. social context he has to like support the sort yeah. of like domineering oh mm-hmm. I get chicks well, persona so mm-hmm. along that line <laughs> Cesario's is such a great scene because um, when we were talking about I think somehow Sebastian mm-hmm. got roped into going out with Eunice or like said she was attractive or something mm-hmm. and then what was his friend's name Andrew like and Toby, Duke's yeah. friend that ended up Andrew yeah. and Toby so was it Andrew or Toby one of Toby, them yeah, I, was think, like, well, yeah. I liked yeah. Eunice like Toby. It's Toby. Like, Toby said, oh, Toby. I liked Eunice first, yeah. and you guys were like giving me shit for it. And I like, but suddenly Sebastian thinks she's hot. Uh, so now it's 
cool and I hate you guys and I hate high school. And his delivery of that line was just so good. But it was just also that. (laughs) Yeah. I hate high school. But I think it's like a really interesting (laughs) example of like when they're in right like a homosocial situation then the alpha male gets to say like gets to dictate like who's attractive Mm. who's not what's okay like who's okay to go after and who's not so men are gross sometimes like seriously but that's the thing it's like the boys club kind of thing and then like these conversations kind of go um Mm -hmm. kind of go down and i think like going back to jenny's point about how you were talking about um how it's okay to objectify a woman but it's not okay to talk about it and i'm guessing that comes i feel like that's due kind of um validating himself mm-hmm. that because he doesn't talk about a woman that way he's like not a douchebag but it's okay that he objects a woman because his peers are doing that and it's just like mm-hmm. double standards misogyny 101 like what mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean that's so true. make like, it make sense really, like grapples with that as well and then like having her other two best friends like put on this act of like it's literally like pardon my swearing but a dick measuring contest like literally like it, you know mm-hmm. the, the women equal the hotness and yeah. him like being I feel like they're side chicks as well mm-hmm. like it's not like just ex-girlfriends and like he's just like parading them again like right um and this just basically like showcase of okay this is what i bring to the table and this is what i have and whatever and like that's my weak like that's my strength and like yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah like now that now that we've talked about it i'm like wow that was a really Mm, that was a really disgusting scene now that you think about it yeah it was funny though and i told jenny i was just like oh yeah i would love to do that Mm -hmm. to one of my girlfriends if we're ever in a situation where I had oh, to yeah, hit yeah. on oh, them yeah. extremely like uh, sexually and just kind of make them a little uncomfortable, <laughs> I think that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, it's just funny how like boy brains worked in oh, the two yeah, thousands and still do. Teenage <laughs> high school boys. Right. <laughs> mm. So glad yeah. I I don't need We've to grown, interact hopefully. with teenage high school boys anymore. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yes. Yes. I think we're, we're well. I we're guess talking about stage. boys. Moving oh, on to boys. Yeah. how uh i guess we've kind of brushed on this but how are men portrayed and like the relationships between men and um yeah like i guess what would you say about the male i think that's interesting because in it's movie? like do we do we read sebastian ever as male or do we always see it as like a woman mm. playing a male and like the way that the way that yes. viola acts like a guy is like so weirdly raced the, at the same time the where it's like she's not only pretending to be like a white guy yeah, she's also like just appropriating like, like what does she say mm-hmm. she's like weird mm-hmm. player yeah or something like that mm-hmm. and i was just like stop yeah so i yeah i couldn't decide if that was like yeah. a 2000 g-dog homie i'm like no always sort of acting like that <laughs> or if happening? it was just like an early example now that looking at it like critical race theory that like hyper masculinity and aggressive masculinity is like closely associated with blackness Mm -hmm. in in a very racist way and i think when you see um duke's reaction to like how she's talking he's like who talks like that 
He's like, yeah, Hermie, yeah, okay. Like, I think, he's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> like, there's, I can't remember what, what he, like, particularly says, but there's, like, one bit where he's, like, um, he's, like, super, like, actually, like, feminine, and, like, I don't know what he says, but I, I can't remember, it's, it's something, like, along the lines of, like, don't hate me, or, like, and then he does, like, that with his, like, yes, head, I, I can't remember what it was. Um, but it's just, like, Sebastian. Viola, uh, Sebastian. Oh, Viola. Well, Viola. <laughs> is it when she's, is it the yeah, cheese Sebastian. scene when she says, um, is it that one? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, when she pretends to be Viola, yeah, that's it. And he's oh, like, when, so when Viola. I was just like, that's also one of my favorite scenes, and I love the way like she just kind of shifts everything, and he's just like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. But isn't that like yeah. once it approaches yeah. well, like, was, any sort right, of like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you brought like, that up because I was going to bring like, well, right up was when they saw the spider after that yes. scene. And they they both. Yes. I mean, first of all, it's just great for comedy yes. value. Like that's a funny scene. They started, like when they hugged each other and jumped on the bed. And I think, and yeah. I wanted to see more of that aspect of just both of them not really putting on airs anymore and just being friends. Yeah, so good. I think that would have gone a really long way into at the end when they fall in love. Would have made us like more right, into yeah. it because like we've already seen this friendship. But that right. was kind of the only scene where yeah. they were really like actually vulnerable mm-hmm. in front of each other was when they were scared to death of the spider. I guess. Oh, I was about to say there's also the part where um, Viola Sebastian comes in and sees that Duke is using one of the tampons at, in <laughs> yeah. his nose for the nose bleed. Yes. Like, I guess that's also playing the sort of idea of like in this in this safe space he can like be a bit more feminine without right. like feeling mm-hmm. shame or something but then mm-hmm. he's like don't tell anyone once again it's like the this is a private matter sort of situation mm-hmm. and he can't even say the word tampon it's like there's a whole yeah. sort of embarrassment yeah. there yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, like you just shove it up your it, nose they, I said, I, they call it the thing like yeah. oh what was that thing mm-hmm. in your why yes. is it in your boot that thing and it's so funny because when she tries to like hand them one, they all like back away like it's gonna right. it's gonna bite yes. them. <laughs> I'm like, it's a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, <laughs> like oh god, it's just yes. But that is how men right. react, and like to this day, mm-hmm. men react mm-hmm. as if women are gonna implode <laughs> on their period, and it's just like we're really that not. Isn't it's the like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain this to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think going back to what Kim said, I think that was a really like uh interesting point where you kind of um brought out that like about like that scene and stuff, and like he kind of declares his ma- masculinity as well. Like at the end when he's like literally clears his throat and he's like, uh-huh, okay, mm. like like going back to what we were talking about, and he's like, yeah, like just that whole fear of like I guess um. Mm-hmm. yeah like being too feminine or being too sensitive or being misconstrued as gay or whatever and that I feel like again that whole era of 2000s I think there was just such a there are other movies that do that as well um, but yeah I think it is like as we me- mm-hmm. like mentioned it is like a dick measuring contest at times and I think that they're just kind of well we're, we're believing that they're high school guys um, but you know at the end of the day it's just kind of men 
I guess yeah. marking their territories at times and um yeah like with the woman and I think that like I, I don't know how kind of the whole the fact that she does kind of play both genders and, and what that adds to the film like I don't know if you guys have any, any thoughts about that and like whether that does make a difference mm. like when she does act like mm. a man and um yeah as opposed to being bioed I don't know if anyone well I'm thinking about that one scene at the end um when Viola still asks Sebastian at the soccer game which I think should be obvious now that there's two different people um <laughs> she confesses her love to Duke and she's just like I love you and he like physically takes a step back because she thinks yeah. he's Sebastian every everyone right, recoils yeah. and he's like hey now blah 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 quit that mess and it's like okay dude and she has to like go above and beyond to like prove that she's a girl and like lift her shirt and everything Mm. and it's like then it's okay for maybe Duke to be with her because she's like a girl and we all know that and it's like fully cementing like even when I was cross-dressing and essentially like in drag this entire movie and playing a guy I was always a girl and that sort mm-hmm. of like gender performance is all for naught it's just really interesting because it's like you'd still fall in love with him though as you were playing a boy and he grew some sort of attraction to you at least a close friendship right. but none of that is acknowledged by the end where it's like no right. I am a girl and this is why it's okay yeah Kim do you, you have know, anything that was really good i just wanted to bring up something mildly superficial yeah. is when she lifted her shirt yeah go yeah, for it what? obviously when she lifted her shirt it meant like everyone saw her boobs but you're gonna play a soccer game without a bra yeah. i'm so yeah. confused right like r.i.p your boobs like what <laughs> like i can't even run without a sports bra like how is she gonna and also like imagine oh like God. you collided with like uh, a massive man well we saw like, her body checking that would be the end earlier of like i was like holy shit girl you were doing that without a bra right. or like binding or anything well she, she like, padded herself right. the wrapping yeah. thing but i don't think that's yeah. enough yeah exactly i don't think that's enough yeah um I think it, like a fact that I had before and I think it's like going back to what Jenny said about about these like two different identities um apparently they said that Amanda like binds like after this movie oh. was like really depressed after playing this oh. male character yeah I think it's because like I think it was like it was too consuming and mm. just that I guess mm. changing personalities or whatever and it was just like she was really I think she said it in a 2018 interview where she was like yeah that movie is always like one of the best but like it just made me so depressed after that because it was mm. kind of like an identity crisis kind of thing after after filming huh. that which is yeah I don't know I, I don't know how that would be in terms I'm guessing performance wise I think that just I guess what is what happened um, but yeah, I think that's like an interesting yeah. thing when I guess we talk about the like her just playing these the, two different the roles. Good, and, uh, oh, go ahead. I didn't know that. Well, I just want to say I don't want to like minimize her experience at all, and I'm sure she knows better than I am. But I right. also wonder how much of that was just her being very overworked mm. as like a as a teen. Maybe actor. yeah, because that was like a yeah she went. Through, I think that was like at yeah. the peak of her career where she was in like doing a million yeah. different projects right. all at once. Because I was, right. my thing right. was, her performance as a guy was just so extremely, like, hyper-exaggerated mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. this, like, characteristic yeah. of what masculinity mm-hmm. is like, rather than actually trying to impersonate mm-hmm. masculinity. 
so I think it's I think it's weird that even the exaggeration of it can can mess with your identity and make you so like like discombobulated mm-hmm. afterwards. But yeah, because it wasn't it, like yeah. Heath Ledger trying to get into character for Joker or anything. Like it was yeah, not exactly. that kind yeah. of no, of course not. I mean, experience, yeah. but she yeah. still felt like out of place after, which yeah. is interesting. I think it was about like the look of the character and like she just mm. didn't feel like oh, herself okay. or something. I think that's what it was written on the fact and it was just like coming to work with that I guess every single day or whatever like kind of I don't know. But I think I agree with you for the, the fact that she has you know at that time I'm sure she was like super overworked and everything yeah, sure. think, was yeah, Amanda like Bynes I think at that at point in time as well. And I think people actually I read somewhere yeah. that Wonder- people actually use that to define her that she's a man is kind of like what made i i wouldn't i personally wouldn't say made her because she already had in the background she already had the amanda show and mm-hmm. you know what a girl wants mm-hmm. yeah the, yeah the but amanda show was just like I iconic a lot yeah. of people know her for she's a man right. i guess once she passed like those yeah. teenage i think yeah, she had international success teenagers, after I guess that that's like the biggest yeah. thing you remember her for so yeah it is interesting though to hear right. that it affected her so much like maybe that speaks to how mm-hmm. like your the way um you present yourself and like the way you present your gender is so like influential to like how you're feeling like that's probably super mm-hmm. important so maybe it was just like so hard for her because like day in and day out she was looking exact like opposite of how maybe she like felt mm-hmm. um so yeah right and i don't think that this movie could be made again because of like you know you know that the conversation that we are having about you know mm-hmm. um uh, just like gender struggles as a whole i think and it's just like damn it like would this movie you know even work now and like what has this movie done for you know people that were struggling with their identity and how has that affected them i think that's also like a bigger conversation that i mean i don't know if i'm the perfect person to kind of delve into it because i don't have that much knowledge but it's just like another thing that you know to t- kind of take respect is i'm sure that affected you know that ma- oh. that like ma- majority of the people kind of going through that at the time um and be not being able to voice yeah voice yeah. that kind of yeah, struggle I that they were if, going through if they were to make it again i feel like they'd have to present gender like without this binary of like super masculine to be a guy and then feminine to be a girl and because and instead kind of like play with with mm-hmm. the spectrum instead of like how to present gender and not have it like flip flop mm-hmm. as much like maybe that would be cool to like show that like yeah. gender can be fluid but it, i think they would have to present masculinity and femininity in a different way yeah I think at the very least, Channing Tatum's yeah. character had to go through a little like bisexual or gay mm. crisis, and just to be like, "Oh God, am For I sure, in love yeah. with my roommate?" Right, and that like, because I feel like right as a modern adaptation, you can't just not do that. You can't ignore the fact that it's a hundred percent impossible for Duke to develop feelings for his male roommate. Right, like all of a sudden he's in love with right. Oh, sorry. Um, and yeah sorry so all of a sudden he's in love with his with viola now that she's a girl but Mm -hmm. he somehow never had those feelings when she was presenting as sebastian is a bit preposterous Mm -hmm. to think right yeah (laughs) 
just when when Jenny used the word love, I was like, it's been two weeks. How did they fall in love in two right? weeks? Because I don't think yeah. I yeah. ever kind of like thought about it that way. Like in the past, I I just no. thought it's like been a whole semester or something. And thinking about it, it's two mm-hmm. weeks, and I was like, huh, really? Like all this drama happened in two weeks. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. I think we kind of went into this question li- a little bit, but I mean, I feel like we can just expand on it. So I, our last question is, is this a healthy relationship? And I think in other words, we can just be like, would this relationship last outside of high school? And then when they go to Pele college soccer or yeah, I think, I don't know if it's a unanimous no. <laughs> yes. I mean, what relationship? <laughs> Right? What relationship? Kim and we I were both see any true. of it. That's exactly. true. That's very true. Yeah, it's hard to see how to see Why? it work out because two weeks. Maybe it's like love at first sight. Both Kim and I were like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> you love him?" Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I think yeah. was, she did think he was. That's hot. not love. Mm-hmm. I was just doing, attraction okay. is yeah. So attraction is there, but that's not love. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not love. Yeah. True. I didn't think they would exactly. last. Yeah, we don't even know yeah. if they communicate well, or if like. I mean, the whole thing is built on deception like, anyway. Like Channing, the yeah, like, whole relationship is <laughs> yeah, like, built on this deception. Multiple personalities. Yeah. Sorry, I was about to say. <laughs> Like, once that, all those lies, seriously, once all those lies kind of sank in, she could in, pull off cheating like, if she yeah. really wanted to, like, exactly. like, wait a she's minute, got the wig, wait a she's got the looks what down, the like, she could really go out of her way and, 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 exactly. and you know, conduct this uh, experiment. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, oh, um, I, don't, I don't think Yeah, I want to say maybe their love was I don't think soccer. they would like football will help them but i don't know i don't know how i mean i did oh go, no finish, i'm just like i don't know how um, in love with so- like football you have to be to like love the person that you end up with or something i don't know um so um just another point that i did want to make with her relationship with her with her ex i thought it was very it was it was a bit she was she, abusive Oh, I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> like not abusive, sorry, toxic. That's the word. Well, I, I mean, what I was gonna say is that she ended it. It was such a snap decision. It's like he's like, I thought it was like a casual, not a casual argument. Obviously, to her, it's like a really serious argument. But she's like, end of relationship. I was like, really? Why? Like because because of that? Like I don't know. I just thought. Well, I it was. I think, I think it she, speaks it was, for a bigger thing, though. Yeah, I think it was a bit hasty to like end a relationship that quickly. Like, talk about it. Like, obviously in the real world, talk about it, have a conversation. But yeah, I mean, he's obviously trying to like show off in front of his friends. He's like, oh no, I never said that. I never said you. You're like better Ugh, than gross. half the guys on my team. And she's like, you're lying. Right. End a relationship. And I was like, that's. I don't know. I thought that was a bit hasty. I don't know how you. That was my be- That was my favorite dialogue. I wish I can. I would. I can say that to someone. <laughs> but um, I think no. I think I would have to disagree on it just because I think that that speaks to like a like a issue in the future. Because if he's not able right. to stand up for her right, right, right. for football, like he ain't. He's not gonna stand up like 
for anything else. And I think the only thing that kind of intimidates him or like scares the shit out of him is when he's kissing Duke. And like, I don't think, he, oh, I, yeah, I don't know if it's like a, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like, I don't know if this is like a man thing. I don't know what this what the, what the term for this is, but like when someone else is basically kind of like a bit possessive. Oh, okay, again, it's like objectifying women. It's basically when someone else is, you know, like kind of has what you have or whatever, or like is is near you, or like is um or or when someone else has like your girlfriend, basically you're gonna make sure and intervene and like whatever. And that's why he's like, oh, we didn't break up. We were just like taking a break, whatever, because he still thinks that you know like he's her boyfriend whatever and that's the whole like kind of debate or I, I i don't know but that's like again as i said before a dick measuring contest where he's just like she's still mine kind of thing like what the hell are you doing i don't know i just feel like they could have had a conversation it it i maybe it's not a red flag it might be like a like an amber flag and they and they can address it and then it becomes a green flag but yeah i thought it was a bit hasty <laughs> <laughs> well to your point to your point Belle there was not a lot of talking true. going on between yeah, any relationship true. in this movie Seriously. there's just miscommunication left right and center <laughs> no one knew who they yeah, were and who they were with, kissing and like yeah, true, Monique like, was confused oh you do no this thing I don't like we're on. broken up you yeah do, that's true all of a sudden I have a crush mm. on this other person for an inexplicable reason now we're together but I will say yeah. I did not like her first boyfriend and while yeah. it was it was just like a little right. thing he did yeah um, right. he does prove that he's a shitty person throughout the rest of the movie where uh, I'm like, yeah okay right decision but yeah in the real world they probably should have talked about yeah it, but yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Just to yeah. Believe they're like 17. justified yeah 17 year olds necessarily right. have the yeah mm-hmm. true right would like communicate yeah. yeah true yeah for sure hmm. interesting um i think we can move on to the ratings but before that do you guys have any other scenes yeah. that you'd like to talk about or any other like bits that you really love from mm-hmm. the movie that you'd like to discuss <laughs> i just love eunice <laughs> yeah she's just my favorite she's so weird yeah. it's so funny i loved it when she like dragged um viola as sebastian back to her dorm and i was yeah. like girl you're 16 years old what are you trying to do and then she was like, she was like i never had sebastian you can come. Breakfast? And i, I love that dorm, but i was With like what's the plan i'm like girl yeah. are you good Yeah. And it's like a cupcake. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I do love at the very end. What does that he say to He's like, woman, uh, like, were you watching me Viola all night or something in the like that? Oh, and we see oh Eunice and Toby like enter yeah, from the sides yeah. and they have their whole like sort of like love confession and she's just standing there. And Eunice looks so cute. She's wearing like soccer yeah. pins in her hair mm. and like a soccer bracelet. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just it's also like really great like toby's like i always thought yes. you were good enough yeah i'm like oh my god Aww, yeah, that's so yeah, sweet so um so Aww. i'm i do think maybe toby and eunice so will make cute. it even mm-hmm. if duke and viola won't i think i think toby and eunice will make it yeah yeah that's such a good one yeah would olivia no. and sebastian make it have they even talked <laughs> no actually yeah sebastian's like 
No, Sebastian's a douchebag. Like, let's. Yeah, no. Sebastian's he's fucked the real up. He's got issues. <laughs> yes. I don't think they'd make it. Yeah. Oh, and also, she's fallen in love with like his sister. If you yeah. think about it, and then just kisses she, him. She, and what? Like, it's also awkward. It's one kiss. They don't know. They don't. She hasn't known him this whole time. So but then I, I guess may, just... maybe. I mean, I guess you could say the lyrics because that's what I feel like. That's the moment she's like, "Oh my god, right. you're really sensitive. right." Yeah, and that is really yeah the real yeah, Sebastian's sure. lyrics. So I guess um, you could argue that point. Yeah. And then I think um, I think we can get to the ratings now, Fee, can't we? Okay, so ladies, out of five, what would we rate this movie? Kim, what are you thinking? You have a faith. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's a three. Like, I had fun watching it, but yeah, we just talked about all the okay. ways that it wouldn't necessarily work if you gave it, like, two seconds right. of bop. Mm-hmm. Right. What would be like a little reasoning, I guess, why you give it three points? Yeah, like I said, I think overall, like I enjoyed it. I didn't want to turn it off and like not finish, so that's a really big marker for me to like right. get past the one or two rating. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think it could be a really good movie if we just added a little bit more dialogue and dialed back like the. I feel like the making it a comedy at the expense mm. of plot was their downfall right i'm thinking Mm -hmm. around like Mm 2.5 because i cannot turn my brain off while watching this so the entire time i was thinking about like that big plot hole of like viola's just not in school and then the way they just like sort of yeah she like plays masculine is like really cringy to me that i was like when she was when viola was as sebastian i was just i was like oh god like what are you saying what are you doing right now but I always have like a fun time watching this and I feel like if I was able to shut my brain off which I just like do not have the capacity to do it would probably be like a 3.5 okay right I would give it um, I'd give it a a (laughs) (laughs) 3.25 wow a 3.25 that's my final answer um i i mean this is so nostalgic for me because i think this is one of the movies that i've i've probably watched it about 10 times when it first came out i Mm. loved it so much and um yeah i yeah i just i love the comedy i felt like the comedic timing was so on point from her and from like the other characters as well i thought that it really they um really hit that on the head um I yeah I just I just think there were so many unrealistic elements that it's just I don't know just I, I don't know if it, it's salvageable I feel like it's it's just too unrealistic so many things that happen now are just too unrealistic so I just I definitely deduct points for that but yeah I liked um it, I felt like it was more comedy than romance because like you know it was mentioned before like the they barely get to the romance and then the movie's done so right. yeah i yeah um so that again deducting a point but yeah apart from it i i think the nostalgic element is what really holds it for me so yeah 
um, yeah, 3.25 is my final answer. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same bandwagon. I, I'm going to give it a 3.5 just because I, yeah, I really like this movie, like, from a young age. But, like, I think, I guess now that we talk about it, there are so many, like, plot holes and then, like, just not go, there is no romance of any sort. Um, no, like, no follow through, I guess, with the relationships, which is kind of, leaves the kind of story, um, I guess broken or like just kind of I don't know it's like it's very vague I guess what happens in the end um but yeah even even kind of uh I think just talking about the whole kind of gender struggle thing I think that was really something that opened my eyes and and was just like okay what how would this be made if it was made now and and um how can you justify what is too masculine what is feminine and 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 you know um because yeah like you like you just say gender is fluid um and yeah that whole discussion is like so important for a movie like this um so it is kind of semi-problematic at times but i think it is like like we all kind of said it's nostalgic and um again like i watched it when i was probably like 10 or 11 or something so i think that uh, and I also watched it with my sister and like that's this is one of her favorite movies um so I think it's just that attached to it and it is like comedic in times and like the comedy does really make you laugh like I think David Cross and Janice uh, Eunice's character is amazing and they're like the you know central comedic um points and also Amanda Bynes I think she hits the nail on like the kind of uh caricature or like um exaggeration of the men basically mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think that's why I'd kind of give it a 3.5 again, just based on nostalgia and it was comedic, I think. Um, but yeah, no romance. And then like, yeah. it was a dick measuring <sighs> contest, as I said throughout the episode. Amazing. And it was amazing to talk to you guys about this movie. It's like great having another kind of perspective on it. Um, yeah, it was really great. Thank you for doing this. Um, and hopefully get to have you on for another movie. Hopefully on our yes. month of Chris's, you can come on. Um, and we oh can continue the discussion of the favorite Chris's. Um, we would love it. So Kim and Jenny, um, where can our listeners find you if you just want to give us a little info on your podcast and your socials and whatever you want to plug, this is your place to do it. Yeah, so our podcast is Ripping on Bodice Rippers um, and Kim and I essentially do a deep dive into a different romance novel um, we have our first season out. It's 10 episodes and you can find it um, on any podcast streaming so platforms. Yeah. And then we also have um, two social media on Twitter and Instagram at ripping on pod. And you can also email us at ripping on pod at gmail.com. No, no, I was just going to say, um, and if you are a fan of Belle and Fee and you want to hear their thoughts, on a romance novel they will also be yes we cannot wait i'm so yes. excited i haven't talked about Tune i haven't talked guys. about a book in since i graduated so t- two years wow yes yeah, so i cannot wait it'll yeah. be so good and that episode should be out sometime in probably october yeah perfect well yeah. we can't wait and we can't wait to have mm-hmm. you guys on okay, again perfect. it's an open invitation perfect. so whenever you want to come on just let us know 
Um, but in the meantime, you can find um, us at Flick Talk Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also email us at Flick Talk Podcast, the number one at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, while you're, you know, go and give uh, Jenny and Kim um, a follow on all their social medias. Um, it's an amazing show that they have. Um, so show it some love. Um, Thank you. And yeah, I think we'll just be ending ending our episode. Belle, do you have any parting thoughts that you'd like yeah. to so we will we will um bid our um yeah, faithful so. listeners adieu i think that's and a, uh, we will yeah, say goodbye to you all bid adieu thank you for listening and thank you for listening to this episode thank you kim and jenny once again for being on and yeah we'll we'll say goodbye bye, bye. bye.